My name's Will DeFreeze, and this is the Sunday Scaries Podcast, your cure for the Sunday blues. This week, we're doing December's listener questions, so let's dive right in. Our first, what are the best holiday cocktails to make in a big batch? I grew up in a small town named Harbor Springs, Michigan, and in doing so, we had a tradition every year where everybody would gather downtown uh, numerous times throughout the holiday season. The first time was for something called the tree lighting, where a Christmas tree was at the end of Main Street, and we'd all stand there, we'd carol together, and then they'd light up the tree and everyone would disperse to the bars and have a good time. But the other one feels much more like a Hallmark movie, even more so than the, the first thing I described, and that was our Christmas open house. And like I said, this is a small town, and so everyone kind of knows each other. There's snow all over the sidewalks, and there's people caroling. It's honestly one of the more fun nights of the winter. There's snow, there's familiar faces, there's Christmas music, and it's the perfect small town Christmas scene. And because I used to work downtown, I was very well versed in serving people throughout this process. The store that I worked for, we prided ourselves on having very good large batch cocktails, and these are the two that we really hung our hat on. The first one was a spiced cider. What you do here is you just buy a bunch of cider, you warm it up in a large pot before transferring it to an insulated beverage dispenser, and then you mix in the spices. One recipe I saw called for brown sugar, allspice, nutmeg, but what I would do was just order a bunch of mulling spices online and it always turned out very good. And then when you wanna spike it up a little bit, all you have to do is add a bunch of whiskey or brandy and serve it warm. And I promise, people will be coming back for seconds. The other one is one that I'm not as in love with, but I still really do like it. And this is mulled wine. This has the same process of preparing it as the spiced cider, but this itself is a combination of wine, brandy, oranges, those mulling spices, and honey. And all you have to do there is warm it up, combine everything, strain it out, and then serve. And I have to say, both taste very good, especially when the temperature is below 30. Our next question. What's your favorite White Lotus dynamic from this season? Being that the series or season finale uh, airs tonight on HBO, this is a very good question. And out of all the concepts that I've ever seen on television or in movies, this is the one concept that I think, damn it, I wish I would have come up with this. I simply love White Lotus just like everybody else, but it really, it kills me inside that I didn't come up with this concept before. It's probably one of my top three shows of the year so far. And it's the perfect thing to look forward to on these last uh, seven Sundays of the year. But somehow this season has been even better than the last. My favorite dynamics in reverse order would be number three. It's really Lucia and Mia versus everyone else. Anytime they're in a scene, you can see everyone's skin start to crawl and you know that something's about to happen. And it's just very entertaining. And in that same breath, there's another dynamic that I enjoy as well, which is just simply the grandpa, Bert, versus everybody else, which he kind of has the same thing. You know that if he knows information that other people don't know, he's probably going to try to insert it somewhere, and it's always entertaining. But hands down, the best dynamic from the show this season is Harper and Ethan with Daphne and Cameron. There's just something about that that's super relatable. Uh, While none of us have generational wealth, much like uh, Ethan or maybe even Cameron have in this show, 
We all know what it feels like to have an awkward rapport with people that you're friends with, especially if you go on vacation with those friends. Things can sometimes just get a little weird. And so, yeah, I don't know. There's something there's something more relatable about that than any of the other dynamics this season. But overall, I'm not going to turn down any of these storylines. They're all phenomenal. Our next one. What are the top five comfy things that you love for a lazy Sunday? I'm sure I've answered this question in some capacity before, but it is a fun question. And I think I came up with the five that I really couldn't live without, if that makes sense. The first one is clean sheets. While these don't exist every Sunday on my bed, I have to say that a Sunday is made so much better when you get into bed at night and you're in clean sheets that just feel amazing. They're crisp, they are unwrinkled, they're just perfect, and there's something, there's something so nice about being able to just lay there and know that those clean sheets are just hugging you. The next one would be an oversized long sleeve t-shirt. I think that's why the first ever product that I released from Sunday Scaries was a Comfort Colors large t-shirt. But there's just something nice when you're feeling kind of bad about yourself. Maybe you had a lot to eat or drink all weekend, but just tossing on that classic oversized long sleeve cotton t-shirt, it kind of makes all your worries go away. Obviously, this was going to be on the list somewhere, and that, of course, is scented candles. I mean, obviously, I sell my own scented candles, which I love, but I will never turn down someone else's scented candle if they're burning it themselves, as long as you are supporting the scented candle community. But I mean, I don't think it should surprise anybody that that made its way on the list. It's probably number one, honestly. The next one is one that's much more tailored to me, and that is a pair of loose fitting boxers. A lot of Sundays, especially after 6 p.m. on Sunday, you can find me wearing that aforementioned oversized long sleeve t-shirt and a pair of boxers that are just a little roomy. I've got two pairs that I really put in rotation. One is a Patagonia pair that's made out of Capoline that is my favorite. And then I have a backup pair in case those are dirty. That is just a pair of J. Crew boxers with little skiers on them. I love it. And then the number, uh, the number five thing that I have on my list is another thing that's more tailored to me than probably other people. And I put a post steam shower robe. I love a good hotel robe, which is why I bought one a long time ago before the pandemic, and I still wear it all the time. But once you've gotten out of the steam shower and you wrap yourself in that robe, all of your worries just kind of float away. Our next question, is there anything you don't like about the Christmas season? It's the commercialism this person actually noted in their question, but despite the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas being my favorite time of the year, there's so much that comes to mind that refutes my love for it. And let's start off with what they said, that commercialism. The Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales just kind of feel icky to me, even though I do benefit from them in some kind of way. It's just those people all scrambling for sales items just feels gross. And the constant emails just make me want to unsubscribe from every single person's list. The commercialism, once you start to really think on it and harp on it, it, it really does kind of get to me. And and it's something that as I get older, I would like to move away from even more and more. And I hope that I can do that. I've already made some strides of doing that by negotiating with my wife that we buy our, each other fewer and fewer gifts this, this year. I don't know. There's just something about it that's gross. But let's get to the other ones. You also have social pressure. Um, when you're burning the candle at both ends, any kind of social obligations or engagements that you have, they just feel a little heavier, a little weightier to you. It feels like every weekend brings more obligations and every weekend brings more stress because you just end up going out, exhausting yourself, feeling like crap the next day. And then, like I said, you're just burning the candle at both ends. Balancing work with social life, especially around the holidays, is so 
difficult. And there's a lot of people out there that just simply can't get away from that work. I'm lucky in that I can make my own schedule and that we take off a, a little bit of time around the holidays where I work. And so, you know, working around the holidays, which is something I used to do all the time, it really kind of made me hate the holiday season for a few years of my life. I was working in retail, but it's not just limited to retail. There's medical professionals out there. There are, you know, uh, food service industry people, everything. And just that pressure of going out and being active and being engaged with your with your crew, it's it's a lot to take on and it's a lot to chew on. So I've just always kind of disliked the pressure to go do those things. But the final one is one I think we can all agree on. And that is absolutely, no questions asked, travel. The delayed and the canceled flights, the full airports, the long security lines, just the miserable travel conditions if you're going somewhere in a northern state where it might be snowy. Whether it's delays, whether it's cancellations, or whether it's just a really long layover, I have to say, the most miserable part about the holiday season is those failed travel experiences. Between gift giving and family traditions, the holidays are full of lighthearted moments that make the end of the year a little bit more joyful. And Busy Heart Seltzer brings the joyful vibes all year round. Whether you're visiting loved ones or enjoying being home for the holidays, tis always the season to enjoy Busy, the hard seltzer bursting with fruit flavors. There are so many fruit flavors that I like, but I have to say, my favorite collection of Vizzies is definitely their Vizzy Mimosa Pack. It has the refreshing taste of real orange juice and is perfect for daytime sipping, especially on Christmas morning. It comes in strawberry orange, pineapple orange, peach orange, and pomegranate orange. And if you want to shake things up even more, Vizzy also has variety packs for all your different palettes out there. Strawberry kiwi, blueberry pomegranate, black cherry lime, raspberry tangerine, blackberry lemon, and everything in between. There are so many flavors to choose from. Vizzy Hard Seltzer, flavors for every vibe. Stock up on Vizzy Hard Seltzer and show some love for the show. Here is how to get yours. Go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed to find Vizzy near you. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. And to hear first about the latest flavor drops and more, sign up at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. You must be 21 or older. And our good friends over at the Molson Coors Beverage Company in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, would love if I reminded you to celebrate responsibly. Let's hop into our next batch of questions this month, shall we? What products are in your self-care rotation lately? I would try to say that I take a minimalist approach to my self-care routine, but it's really just a natural laziness, which is why I don't have that many products in my rotation constantly. But right now, I actually very much enjoy what I do have in my rotation. Just the other day, my, my wife replaced our kind of crappy body wash with Necessary's Eucalyptus Body Wash. And it's something that we had used several times before, so it wasn't totally new to me. But we did get that. I think she actually bought it on Black Friday, so I guess I can't talk too much crap on Black Friday. But I do love it, and that's what's kind of been my, my go-to when I get in the shower over the last week or so. Additionally, I've got two products from a, a very well-known brand called Jack Black. I have their double header shampoo and conditioner that I got as a gift from my dad. And I also use their beard loop, which doesn't sound like what it is. It kind of sounds like that would be a beard conditioner that you rub in, but that is just their version of shaving cream. And so I use that to shape up my beard and just trim myself up a little bit. And then another company that I've talked about before, this is a little more luxury, so I don't use these daily, but they're definitely in my routine. 
uh, is from Aqua de Parma. They have a deodorant that I absolutely love that I use for special occasions called Essenza, and that is my favorite scent from them. And they also have a body lotion that I have that is actually their more traditional scent, their classic. Uh, and then to top things all off, I use Waleda face cream, and that is really all I do for my self-care routine lately. It's pretty modest, but overall, I think it works. Our next question, do you experience seasonal depression? And if so, how do you deal with it? I bet if you went back and you looked at every single listener questions episode from December for the last uh, however long this podcast has been around, I guarantee that there's a seasonal depression episode when that comes up whenever December comes along. I experienced seasonal depression all my life, whether I realized it or not. Uh, began I really began to understand it in my 20s, I think my mid-20s, and then by the time it was my late 20s, I think I'd kind of sorted myself out a little bit. But there's always something refreshing knowing that there's an end to it when winter is actually over. But it's still absolutely brutal to deal with, especially if you're in one of those northern states where it's cold, you can't go outside, it's dark all the time, and it's just snowy or rainy the entire time. The only things that really helped me were the following. The first was finding a hobby that kept me, that kept me grounded. Skiing, writing, drawing, graphic design, reading. And that's how I started Sunday Scaries in the first place. I think I preemptively kind of realized that my seasonal depression was going to take over, and so I wanted to do something creative one winter. And what I did was I ended up starting Sunday Scaries, and that's when that writing, drawing, graphic design, reading, web design, all those things, they really kept me distracted, and not only did it make my winter that winter a lot more fun, but it actually got me through the winter, and it ended up being my career. And so there are good things that you can take from this, uh, but the other things that are a little less you know, difficult, like find, getting a new hobby is objectively difficult. Anyone that says it's not is, is a better person than me. But the other two things I would do were, uh, one was not drinking for the tough stretches. I would always try to take it off a little bit when it came to February and March. I didn't love drinking during those months just because those were kind of the darkest months when it comes to the emotions. Uh, by February in Northern Michigan, you're kind of ready to, to bust out of your shell. You go crazy a little bit, but I found that the more that I drank and the more that I partied, the more that I just wasn't really happy with myself. And so I always made sure that I would always take an entire month off, whether it was February or March, but it, that was just kind of my, my routine at that point. And then the final thing, it seems a little difficult to do, but I think it, there is something to it if you can figure it out. And that's just embracing the coziness of the winter season. Huga, a Danish concept that I've talked about before on the podcast. Uh, the actual definition of Huga, which is spelled H-Y-G-G-E, it refers to finding comfort, pleasure, and warmth in simple, soothing things, such as a cozy atmosphere or the feeling of friendship. It's getting excited about cozying up on the couch and watching a movie. It's maybe buying something to make one craft cocktail that you can enjoy while you're sitting there and, and just sitting in front of the fire. Whatever it is, just kind of loving that coziness and loving that downtime and just embracing it, embracing your situation. I always thought that that helped a lot. And once I started leaning into those more, things definitely began to look up. Our next question, looking back on 2022, what are you most proud of when it comes to Sunday Scaries? This year was a year that felt long and it began with a lot of change around Sunday Scaries in general. Uh, we started Retail Therapy, which is a podcast that I now host on this feed with uh, my friend Barrett. I started doing the Sunday Digest on Substack, which is willdefreeze.substack.com. 
both were created to kind of scratch these creative itches that I wasn't scratching before. And I have to say, I think both of them kind of worked. Uh, let's start off with retail therapy and I can explain my, my piece on that. I really wanted to have a conversational leg of Sunday Scaries. It was something that I was always lacking. It was something I always wanted. Uh, as you may know or may not know, actually, I do a lot of writing when it comes to scripting these episodes, and that takes a lot of time. But I do enjoy the writing portion of it, so I can't complain too much. But it's really nice to sit down and hash out some creative stuff with Barrett every every other week that we do it. And while fashion isn't directly adjacent to the original show, I do feel like retail therapy does a pretty good job of straddling the line between fashion and then those Sunday Scaries-esque topics. Uh, they've become more popular, the retail therapy episodes. They've become more popular than traditional Sunday Scaries episodes, which is honestly both eye-opening and refreshing. That doesn't mean that I'm going to get rid of Sunday Scaries or anything like that. But if anything, it means that we might be doing more retail therapy moving forward. But the best part is that Barrett and I have really gotten closer, which means only bigger and better things for the retail therapy side of things as a whole. Uh, in terms of the Sunday Digest on Substack, Really, what I wanted was to dive back into doing some writing that I could actually release to people not in podcast form. Uh, Substack seemed like the best way to do it, and I just kind of got sucked into it. I intentionally kind of had a lot, lack of strategy there. I didn't want to go into it with any expectations, which is why it's all free right now. But when it comes to the actual Substack itself and, and the newsletter that I put out, it doesn't take me too much time to do it, which is nice. But that's also a bad thing because I do want to do more writing. And so while subscribers have grown over 50% in 2022, which is something I'm definitely proud of, I do have some ambitions for 2023. One would be I want to write more, like actually write unlike the Sunday Digest where I just kind of compile things. And so in doing that, it would take a lot more time and it would take time away from my other job responsibilities. And so that would probably mean that I would add a paid tier to Substack for long form columns or fiction that I would put out weekly. And this would be about $5 a month. Uh, I know that's not ideal for some people to pay for that kind of content, but in order to make it worth it, that's just kind of what you have to do these days. And I think everyone can agree that for $5 a month, getting weekly written content from people, I think it's mostly worth it if you really enjoy what they're doing. And hopefully anyone that would pay for that would enjoy what I would be doing. And uh, one goal I do have for 2023 would be doing a Sunday Digest every single week, even if there are things being released on Sunday otherwise. But overall, one of the best things that's happened over the last year on Sunday Scaries is the Instagram following. Uh, I think we started off the year at about 80,000 followers. And now that we're about at 250,000, I mean, 200% growth on that, I'm pretty proud of that. But what I'm most proud of, I think I'd say I'm most proud of sticking to the changes that I enacted earlier this year and kind of giving them a chance to grow and become successful. I think a lot of people, when they start something new, they're much more apt to let it fall by the wayside if it isn't immediately successful. And so the fact that retail therapy and the Substack have made it for an entire year, I'm pretty proud of those. Uh, so yeah. Our final question before we get into the rapid fire round, what's your ideal day off morning routine over the holidays? Well, I would wake up, I would make a warm drink of some sort, maybe coffee, maybe tea, or maybe if my wife has made some, a dishoom chai. And then I'd love to have a piece of banana bread or pumpkin bread or even coffee cake. Again, my wife makes incredible coffee cake, so I would love it. From there, I'd go to the television. I'd turn on some English Premier League soccer. I would uh, have my dog sleeping and enjoying herself at my feet. My son playing on the ground next to me with an eye on the match, even though he has no idea what's going on. And a fire going in the fireplace, because everyone knows that morning fires feel so much more cozy and relaxing than nighttime fires for some reason. 
not to not to poo-poo at nighttime uh, fire though. And then to to close out things in the morning, I think uh, I would like to take a long walk before heading out to a cozy lunch on the town. But yeah, that sounds just about perfect. If you feel like you're already in trouble when it comes to your Christmas shopping this year, I get it. As a perpetual lazy gift giver, I always find myself buying something desperate at the last minute. But if you're looking to find the perfect gift at a price that won't make you wince, look no further than the scary Christmas scented candle. Cypress, evergreen, pine, cedar, fir, moss, lemon peel, cinnamon, and spice. It's the perfect compromise between a Christmas tree and a cozy hot toddy. To check them out and buy one yourself, head over to velabox.com slash sundayscaries, which you can find in the description of this episode. Again, that's velabox.com slash sundayscaries. Let's close things out today with some rapid fire questions. Our first, what's the best book that you read this year? Well, I have read more this year than previous years. I still haven't read a ton because reading is just not something that I spend a lot of time doing. I wish I did. But I have to say the best book that I read this year was not released this year, but it was Conversations with Friends by Sally Rooney. I think part of the reason I gravitated towards this one was because I read it fully on vacation, nowhere else. And so that always kind of makes you like something a little bit more. And especially being in Italy, I will always look back fondly on that book. And uh, it was my favorite novel she's written so far, and I did binge them all. And the sign of a good book for me is that it makes me want to write. And I have to say, conversations with friends, all I wanted to do afterwards was go and write. So yeah, conversations with friends. Have you made a Sunday roast yet? Be honest. I don't want to be honest here because it's not the answer I want to give you. But no, I have not. And I promise I will do it by the end of the year. I promise. Promise, promise, promise. Uh, Our next one for the holidays. Would you rather travel to family or host family? I think when I was younger and had less responsibility, I think I would have rather hosted family. But now that I know what it feels like to have a family of my own and a child of my own, I think I'd rather travel rather than take all that on. Our next question. Am I scum for stealing the hotel robe from the hotel where I had my wedding? No. You probably paid a top dollar amount to have your wedding there, so I wouldn't worry too much about stealing a robe. I think they'll be able to recover. Our next one. What are your favorite cold remedies, both medicinal and cozy? If I'm talking to someone and I'm trying to sound responsible, I'd tell them the following. Ibuprofen, nasal sprays like Zycam or Afrin, vitamin D, zinc, and Theraflu. But if I'm being honest with you guys as podcast listeners, my number one cure is a way too strong hot toddy. Our next, what are some good stocking stuffers for the guy in my life? Kind of love this question, even though I've never really been a huge stocking person, but the older I get, the more I realize that stockings aren't meant for knickknacks as much as they're simply meant for nicer small gifts sometimes. So some of the ideas that came to mind for me were spa products, designer deodorant, maybe a small bottle of cologne, whatever that may be, Uh, a sleeve of nice customized golf balls, a pocket knife, maybe some AirPods if you're really trying to spend something, a flask, a new wine key or wine opener, some coasters, maybe some leather coasters, a nice pen that they can have on their desk at work. I feel like we all kind of waste stockings on gifts that no one wants when we could use them to wrap gifts that have meaning and create memories. And so I think I'm going to try to do that this year but on a budget. Our next question, 
What are your thoughts on Drake's London? The brand seems very on brand for Sunday Scaries and the podcast. To be honest, it's probably my favorite brand going right now, and I'm kicking myself for not actually going to the store when we were in London earlier this year. But overall, uh, I do absolutely love the brand. I kind of look at them now as my barometer for what's good looking and what's not for guys like me. And uh, I know that by the time this has been released, the new Amelion Door collaboration with them will already have probably gotten sold out. But it's dropping tomorrow at the time of this recording. And honestly, I can't wait to try to get something from it. If you were a pasta noodle, what would you be? You give Bucatini. I, I, I don't know who the person is that asked this question, but yeah, it's Bucatini for sure. I included this question solely because I took that as a compliment. So yeah, call me a Bucatini boy. And our final question, what is the best holiday craft cocktail? My answer to that is quite simple. Whiskey on the rocks, as high end as your dad has in the liquor cabinet. Enjoy. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to subscribe, review, or tell a friend in need about this podcast. By subscribing, you guarantee that each and every episode gets delivered directly to your phone every Sunday morning. You can also follow along on Twitter at Sunday Scaries and Instagram, which is at Sunday.Scaries, or you can follow me both on Twitter and Instagram at Will DeFreeze. And remember, always trim the wicks on your scented candles. See you next Sunday.